You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Anxiously awaiting, will today be the day that Aaron Rodgers makes an announcement on the edge of my seat? Unless I'm not. I'm actually in a reclined position, but happy to be in for Dan Patrick today with the great Rob Parker. Normally, you can hear me on many of these radio stations here overnight on Fox Sports Radio The graveyard shift from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And uh, my guy, Rob Parker, with Chris Broussard, the odd couple, beloved, critically acclaimed odd couple from 7 to 10. No, no, they love you. The the emails I get, amazing how popular you guys are uh, from 7 to 10 uh, Eastern time. So anyway. uh, It's a a fun show. So if you can join us, you know, check it out. And, Ben, what you do is amazing to me. You know, I'm serious. Because to do a a solo show overnight, you know, make it interesting, make it fun, it's not easy. It's it's, A lot of guys have tried it and can't do it. And you've uh, been able to do it for a long time and be good at it. So, for real. Well, thank you, Rob. You know, there's a different different vibe under the cover of Moonlight and Stars. And we, we timed it out. I know when our bosses fall asleep. And when I guarantee they're not <laughs> listening, so then we really let our hair down. Once I, once I'm pretty sure the bosses are sleeping. Uh, so we, we have been yapping about Aaron Rodgers. I, I want to get into some other stuff here, but before we do that, this portion of the Dan Patrick Show, you know, the big, very popular show, Dan Patrick. My God, uh, a titan in sports talk radio, uh, made possible by Mercedes. They say good things come. To those who wait, the 2022 Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. It takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. And as we await for Aaron Rodgers, there is some other stuff that caught my attention. I wanted to get into the, the NBA and LeBron James. Because there is a rule, uh, and the rule is you can't go more than, I think it's an hour and a half without mentioning LeBron's name. LeBron James. We're going to end up in radio jail. I'm with you. Like, Brady retired, and then at some point LeBron will retire, and then maybe we can get back to some normalcy. Yeah. There's an alert, actually, that we we get buzzed if we don't mention LeBron's name after like an hour and a half. We go 90 minutes without LeBron and we get in some trouble. So he made a bunch of waves. You were at the All-Star game, Rob. He made a bunch of waves over the All-Star break. He talked to the Athletic and is openly flirting with going back to play in Cleveland for the third time. And he also admitted that he's interested in playing with his son. This is what I've heard for years, that the plan was he's going to keep playing until Bronny is in the NBA, no matter where Bronny James end up. So you, you you can imagine LeBron James wearing a Sacramento Kings uniform, an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform, like the most outrageous, it it doesn't fit, Pistons, you name anything. Joel's all excited, our engineer, he's all excited about that. But literally anywhere in the NBA, and the other thing that I learned, which I was blown away by, is that Bronny James, is even though he's the spawn of LeBron, is not thought of as a first-round pick in the NBA. He's projected as a second-round pick. Well, there's, no, there's no way he goes in the second round. He's going to be drafting the first round. because Oh, I don't think it's automatic. They say, and I, Chris Bouchard was sharing this the other day, and said he's ranked 34th in his junior class. Thirty, Not like 34th of all the players in the country or, you know, doesn't matter the age or class or whatever. 34th amongst juniors. Yeah. That's not an automatic first-round pick, 
even being LeBron James's kid. He's only 6'3". Now, unless he grows Ben the next couple of years, but right now he's 6'3". He's not a big guy. Yeah. So I will bet you right now, uh, chicken wings or burgers let's do or it. whatever you want, he is drafted in the first round. He, not a lottery pick, but at the end of the first round because the name James and, and knowing you're getting a package deal, you know, if you're drafting 27th in the first round and you're going to draft somebody who might not make it, and you're going to draft another guy who might not make it. And the guy that it has the name James at the end is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. He's going to be drafted higher than he should be. I say he does end up in the first round. Okay. Because it's a package deal. It's right. done. And if yeah. I was a team president, GM, or owner, I would stay clear of the James gang. I, I just would. Because you have a chance of alienating other teammates, especially if the kid isn't great on his own. It it would be one thing. When Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey played in Seattle, Jr. was a star. So his dad being an add-on as a bench player and a left-handed bat off the bench, that's a layup. That's easy to do. But if you're telling me that uh, Bronny isn't that good and he's going to come and now he's not playing. Now you got to deal with LeBron. And if you're playing him because he's got a, uh, the right last name, then you got the rest of the team saying, well, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. Dude, it could be a headache if Bronny's not a star in his own right. If you're just doing it, people aren't going to buy tickets to watch Bronny sit on the bench. And, well, they will. They will buy tickets to They'll buy tickets to watch LeBron at, you know, at year age 22? 40 something. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter. Michael Jordan was playing at the end when he retired. Then he came back with the Washington uh, Bullets. And then I guess they became the Wizards when he was there or whatever. But he Wizards was in Washington and he played there and he was kind of you know, long in the Yeah, how many playoffs did they make in those two years? I'll yeah, wait. But how many tickets did they sell? I remember just, when the, the, when Washington came in, it was a big deal. Year yeah. 22 I, I agree for with you, but think of it from a business standpoint. If you are Oklahoma City, you are a, you're a bunch of nobodies, and you you get Bronny James with one of these million first round picks. Let's just do hypothetical, and then you add LeBron onto that. And suddenly you're you're on TNT every week. You know you're on the ESPN. You're on all the the big networks for games of the week because you have those guys on the team. You're no longer marginalized as a nobody, and that that has that has ben, some cachet. That doesn't work if he can't play. That that's all I'm saying. If he's a star in his own right, then that then then you're right. Then then they'll be knocking down the door to make it happen. I'm just saying at this point. He isn't that guy where people are salivating like, I can't wait to to draft Bronny. I mean, LeBron has put this out there on All-Star Weekend in Cleveland because he's trying to, to boost up his kid's chances. He knows where his kid is. He... This this is a ploy. You you're you're buying into it. Well, yes, because I believe I believe it's going to work. You wouldn't I, have to I, I, sell I don't think that. you're wrong. Why would you have I don't to think sell you're that? wrong, Rob. I I don't think you're wrong. But I believe it will work. I believe this is absolutely the way big business, and this is all big this business. This is how Lonzo sports. Ball became the second pick of of the NBA draft. If they redid that draft, and that doesn't mean that Lonzo there's no place for him in the league, but he wasn't the second pick. His dad talked up a big game. Right? Trick Magic yeah. Johnson and the Lakers into taking him number two because they were afraid that if they didn't take him and this guy was making such a stink about his kid, 
they would look terrible if he did become that star and did it work in L.A.? Remember, oh, his, his jersey's going to be in the rafters uh, next to mine. Magic, do you remember all that? Oh, I do. Listen, but that's what the draft is. I'm, I'm anti-draft, Rob. I've gone, I, I have done a 180. When I was younger, I loved all drafts. I, you were a I military guy. To the, no? Okay, no. Yeah, well, the military draft. draft. But no, the exaggeration <laughs> that takes place, the weasel words. Like every year, this guy, these guys are all compared to legends of the game and all that stuff. And I, at some point, I finally reached my breaking point. I was like, ah, no. Nah. Uh, I'm out of this. I mean, I still pay attention to the draft because we have to because of our jobs and stuff, but I don't buy 99% of the puffery about draft picks. But I do buy the fact that it's show business and that theatrics are part of it. And, uh, hey, I love LeVar Ball when he was doing his thing a couple years ago. He is really – we haven't heard from him much at all, right? He's not gotten a lot of attention the last – No, not not at and all. And let his yeah. kids play, you know what I mean? And and, and uh, that's all you need to do. He did a great job as a dad to get three of them uh, college scholarships and two of the kids are in the NBA. Yeah. No, but I thought he was great when he was doing all the media stuff. I, I thought, you know, he had big, big hot takes. It was good for a while, and... but it, it, got, it got tired that he's better than Michael Jordan and Lonzo's <laughs> better than Michael Jordan. Like, how many times can you say that before you go, uh, okay. Oh, we lo- we lo- I love a good loud mouth. He was out there and, uh, you know, he was over overstating things, but I enjoyed his, uh, his overstatements. Uh, I did. And now, as far as LeBron, there's some other things here. Uh, everything related to what happened over the All-Star break, which is still going on here. When are they getting back yeah, to play? Is they tomorrow to they're going to get back Thursday. and play tomorrow in the I know. NBA? Yeah. It's right. a long break. I was in Cleveland for the weekend. Um, it was pretty amazing. And the one thing that I did notice, Ben, and I don't know how much of it you saw, but it was LeBron's in Cleveland, right? He's from Akron. He's the local native son. Yeah. And he's talking about coming back to Cleveland maybe and, and all the other stuff that went on. And he did win that city it's first championship in 52 years. So a lot of, you got a lot of equity in that place. Who got the biggest applause and ovation when push came to shove? It was MJ. It was Jordan. It was not LeBron. Contrary to his belief that he's the greatest player who ever played basketball. On a scale of one to 10, how upset do you think LeBron was behind the scenes there? When he, uh, he couldn't uh, have been that happy because I think yeah. that that's just another. You know, reminder that, you know, you might believe you are, but most other people don't. Well, you saw the quote from, I think it was Rich Paul. It was like, well, LeBron and Jordan both had very difficult roads, and he was comparing those two guys. And I went on a rant on the on my show, the Overnight Show, I was ranting about that. Because, like, Jordan, it's it, he, the fact that he rose up, it was obviously a different time. It's much different when LeBron came on the scene in the in the 2000s then as opposed to Jordan back in the you know the early, early 80s late you know he played high school ball in the 70s and the 80s and whatnot and, and working his way up but uh it's it's not it's not anywhere the same Michael Jordan is this whole Nike Jordan relationship and where that's at with the Jordan brand that's like totally next level and but Jordan, the other thing I'm going to talk about the dunk contest later. But Jordan, that really rose him up the ranks. The dunk contest, no doubt. That. He did and it three times, Ben. And you're yeah. right. There's no doubt about it. We will yeah, I remember that. watching that. We'll get into that later. But as far as LeBron, just in general here. Now, me and you share a same disdain uh, for uh, the Lakers in many ways. Here, I think we do. Uh, we're on the same page on that. But the word is LeBron is already behind the scenes looking elsewhere. He's got a wandering eye. 
And the Lakers have a losing record right now. The roster is broken, it would appear. And so if the tea leaves are right here, and I am a distant relative of Nostradamus and I'm a friend of Nostradamus. So oh, if, is that right? Didn't yes. Nostradamus lives in Seattle, actually. I met him at a, an appearance a couple years ago. So if LeBron has two and a half months to go, because the NBA got the rest of February, which is actually not even a half a month. There's only a few right, days it's, left. It's like seven weeks left of the regular right, season. So seven weeks as a Laker. And then he's going to strong arm his way, because he's under contract next year, so he has to be traded. He's got another year on his contract. And we, we've seen this before, Rob. We saw you know, when, the, when the roster, he, he realized in Cleveland that things weren't going the right way there. The first time he, he ended up uh, hitting the eject button, went to Miami. And then when the Heat roster got a little long in the tooth and he saw that wasn't going the direction he wanted, he took off from there, went back to Cleveland because they they got Kyrie Irving and they had they traded for Kevin Love at right. his behest and all that. So this Laker roster that he I believe he's put together, I think he's the one that the puppet master behind the scenes here, it is deficient. So he's looking around here, and so if this is it, and this Laker team's not winning anything this year. What letter grade would you give LeBron James for his tenure? Because I'll go first. I would give him a D minus. He's in year wow, four. A D minus, a even D with minus. the championship. You are bogus a tough championship. Grader. Bogus championship. Bogus championship. Mickey Mouse in the bubble. That that's the only way he he was going to win with the Lakers, and nobody saw that coming. Obviously, who sees a pandemic coming? They had four months off. Four months for LeBron to rest, but more importantly. For Anthony Davis, the the very brittle big man for the Lakers to rest up. And uh, unless there's another four-month gap before the NBA playoffs this year, they're not winning anything. So uh, I give him a D-. minus. What would you give him, Rob? I, I would say a C. I'm not going to poo-poo the championship, even though I get it. The bubble championship, the trophy had Mickey Mouse ears on it, but it counts, right? He has four championships. But uh, when you really look at the first year, if you remember uh, – you know, everybody. They were in the lot. They the were in the lottery. Year one, they were a lottery team. They had a losing record. Right. They didn't one. make the playoffs. And, and, and also remember, Rob. Remember when he came to the Lakers? They had all. They had sucked for years. The Lakers. They had all those number two picks, and they had all these. Right. They were. They had. They had made the playoffs five straight years, and then LeBron came, and then they didn't make the playoffs again. Yeah, and he and thought. But I, I'm convinced LeBron thought he was going to be able to play with those young guys when he got oh, there. He did. I, and it didn't work out. It, it just didn't click. And, and so they won the lottery. Then they won the bogus, I call it bogus, Mickey Mouse championship because they had four months off and they played in Orlando that did help. no fans. Uh, that did help both of those guys, like uh, health-wise. And Anthony Davis played great in the bubble. He just he did. did. He, he played good. wonderful. He played and great. No fans. No, you know, you know, Rob, covering the NBA, right? You go on the road in a big game yep. six, game seven. The you know, crowd's going nuts against you. It's a hostile environment. You had none of that. At the resort in Orlando. And then this year, the Lakers, or, or last year, year three, they were a first-round elimination by the Suns, the Lakers, in the playoffs. And now they have a losing record this year. Yeah, we're, I would we're say, 70% I would definitely in. say it's a C, uh, not clearly nearly what people had anticipated or hoped uh, as GM and F. I mean, he's put together, I call him the Dr. Frankenstein of the NBA because he's put this monster together. Everybody and their Uncle Ben... Uncle Ben, very nice. Everybody and their, and their <laughs> uncle knew that, that Westbrook wasn't a fit. Everybody knew it. Everybody. Buddy Heel was a better fit. 
and he didn't have a big enough name, right, to play in L.A. and people to be <clears throat> jacked up about them getting him. And this should come as no surprise that, that this doesn't fit. And then when you're top-heavy and you pay, you know, the, the, the three guys, the money you're paying, you have no depth, you have an older team, and if anything goes wrong, like injuries or whatever, you're, you're screwed. And that's where we are. Even with the numbers LeBron's putting up this year, they don't impact winning, Ben. Yeah. They, he can score 30 points, 39 and 8, and they lose. Well, he does have a little Brady vibe to him, though, as far as his individual numbers this year. Because the stats, if you're just a stat guy, right? then you're like, oh, what you, you can't rip LeBron. His stats are amazing. At, at his age, they are. What happened? When we were, when we were kids, Rob, but these guys would get old, they would stink. You know, as they got older, and these you know, the last couple of years, uh, what is what's in weird. the water? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't know I don't what's know. going on. But Tom Brady and Aaron, and Le- LeBron, I mean, these guys uh, are continuing to uh, dominate uh, statistically, anyway, in their older age. All right, uh, we will mix in some calls here, Rob. Right, if you want, we can yeah, let's do some- it. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's right. Give us a, 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 a yap on Twitter as well. I am on there. Rob's on there as well. Ben Maller on Twitter, M-A-L-L-E-R, if you have no idea who I am because you're not uh, up in the middle of the night. And you can hit Rob on Twitter as well. You are very active on the Twitter. At Rob Parker FS1. Definitely hit us up or give us a call. What letter grade would you give LeBron if this is yeah. his swan song in L.A.? Ben says D-. minus. I'm more of a C. Maybe you're higher on LeBron on that scale. And you know I'm a professor at USC, so I'm a fair grader, Ben. I don't know about you, but I am. I know. I'm, I'm around. I, I always got scared around teachers, Rob, when I was a kid. You know, I was a bad student. But you're Why a you, college professor. You spoke professor. well to my class when I had you on. What was that? Oh, that was great. Year? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I felt like, wow, I'm out of place here. But I was talking to, like, the next generation of, of media people there. You're, you're teaching Professor Rob. All right, so straight in, we're going to talk about LeBron also. Now, LeBron has his eye at a couple of different places around the NBA. There is some chatter that one of the teams LeBron is interested in, not interested in him. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, Dan Patrick Show, Ben Maller, normally overnights on Fox and the great Rob Parker yapping away. We've been talking about LeBron James and his latest comments. We'll get to this update on LeBron because one of the teams he's eyeing may not be interested in bringing LeBron to town. Uh, We'll get to that coming up. I also saw you were at the All-Star game, Rob, and I I just saw this photo. I guess there's a story bouncing around that – LeBron, when he showed up to the All-Star game, he and I didn't see this because I, I did not watch the red carpet walk-in, but he was wearing a leather uh, satchel f- with a bottle of tequila. I guess he's promoting his own brand of tequila. Are you a tequila drinker, Rob? I'm not a tequila guy. Uh, no, right. not normally. Have I had yeah. a couple of shots of tequila? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that, but, there's a lot of money in there. And I heard years ago, and maybe somebody can correct me on this, but a guy told me that the reason these tequila bottles are so ridiculous and uh, there are, there's a million different brands of tequila and there's some really, uh, some really cool uh, bottles of tequila that are made, but it's, it's kind of all the same stuff inside the actual, like when you get down to just the tequila. Right. So that's why the bottle, that's what I heard. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know enough about tequila, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what guy told me, and I'm so gullible. I was like, well, it makes sense to me. Yeah, that's why there's like these amazing, you know, like LeBron will wear a, a, a satchel for the tequila to make it stand out from the other. Other brands of, of tequila. But we, we have been grading because I love, you know, Rob's an actual professor. I like to play a professor on the radio. And I gave LeBron a D minus for his run with the Lakers. But so you far. are much more optimistic. You're much, you're much happier than I am today. In well, a good mood. Uh, I'm, you just, gave... I'm just give, I gave him a C. Yeah. And, you know, I got to be fair. And he did win a championship. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, Ben, I mean, uh, it counts. Look it up. It's on his record. It's, it's like a half resume. credit. It's a half credit. It's uh, four months off before the uh, playoffs. Well, actually, they came back and played a few games. Then they had the playoffs in Right. In they played like 10 games, if I remember something. But like I think that, it was over right. 20 weeks. And I'll tell you right now, Rob, if the Lakers had 20 weeks off for Anthony Davis to get healthy before this year's playoffs, I would give them a shot of winning the championship. Wow. This year, as messed up as that team is, and Russell Westbrook doesn't fit with that team, if they were completely rested and ready to go, uh, you know, they'd have a shot. Anthony Davis is just brittle. He can't they, stay healthy. The, but the biggest problem is they don't play defense, Ben. They're the oldest team in the NBA, and I I have their pregame meal menu, you know, right here in my hand. And oh, it I, is. What is it? What are they eating before the game? Yes, there before the games, room. they have a uh, sodium-free bacon. Decaf coffee and a chest X-ray. I mean that—that's how old that team is. Well, they, the early bird special. We're going to be old soon, Rob. So we yes. need to take advantage of that early bird special before. Hey, you there's know nothing it. wrong with having dinner at four thirty. Okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. We lot, got some calls, people Ben. People want to chime in and great LeBron. Let's go to uh, Ben in Ithaca. You're on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Ben? Hey, thanks guys for taking the time. Appreciate you uh, taking some uh, free grades here. I got. I'm kind of siding with you here, Rob. I got to give him give LeBron credit for winning the championship. You know, there are a bunch of other teams that didn't go out and win the chip, regardless of what you think about the bubble. And I, I definitely kind of side on the, uh, on the Mickey Mouse side of things. But I'm thinking C plus B minus if I'm feeling extra generous. I mean, you give him the credit for winning the ring, but we also know how involved LeBron is with the team building process. Mm-hmm. Nobody who's even remotely aware of the NBA thought Russ was a good fit, and lo and behold, we were all right. Yep. Everybody, everybody, Ben. It was Well, a remember, first though, Rob, remember LeBron when, when uh, guys like you and me were taking pot shots at the Laker roster after the Westbrook trade? I mean, I did four hours of mocking the Lakers when they picked up Westbrook right. on the overnight. I was goofing on them for four hours. And LeBron's, oh, we're going to prove the doubters wrong. You know, we're going to bread. I, oh, I, yeah, I remember. What do you expect right. LeBron to say? But, but he came out, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be fine. You know, we're gonna, these old yeah. guys can play. And no, guy, he was like, uh, keep that same energy. You remember the negative energy yeah. that we were throwing out? Keep that same yeah. energy when. When we turn this thing around. Well, we have LeBron. I got the same energy, LeBron. I got the same energy. Absolutely. That is a mess, a hot stew, a hot toxic stew in that Laker locker room. And Anthony Davis probably going to be out for the rest of the regular season. There was a guy that sent uh, a message in on Twitter. I got to find it. There's a bunch of people writing in. Uh, but he pointed out the Lakers back in the day, that, that long 33 game winning streak. I think it was George Rodin. It's the 33-game winning streak. And this year, they might not even win 33 games. They have 27 wins right now, and they played 58 games. So there's not that many games left in the regular season. And the way they're playing, it's not guaranteed they're going to get another wow. six wins the way they're going. 
It, it definitely is a possibility depending on uh, the health, and then you don't know. So, uh, David in Miami, you're on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. What's happening, David? Hey, guys. Uh, LeBron's turned into a fabulous promoter. I don't know if you guys remember, but when he was down here with us, we won the two championships in a row, and then we lost, and he didn't decide if we are staying or not. So he tells Pat Riley that this backcourt great player from UConn is the best player in the draft. I remember so that. What is, yeah, so what did, what did Pat do? Pat goes out and drafts this guy. Guy turned into be an okay, I guess, player, but not what they said. And what did LeBron do? He took off, okay? And, Rob, what you said is right. His son is a junior, 34th in, 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 in his class, and he's already – anointing him a first-round pick. I'll tell you what he's done. He's put an X on his son's back and all the teams he's going to be playing against now, okay? Oh, look at this. He's going to be a first-round pick. i got to make my bones playing tough yes. against him and, and knock him around. I mean, nope. you know, he, he's, he's crazy. And the last thing I want to tell you, Rob, I'm the guy you might not remember, but I'm telling you when it came to the GOAT on your show with Chris, Yes. As far as I'm concerned, and nothing is going to ever change my mind, the only goat is Bill Russell, okay? Look, the case you could make for Bill Russell, and I get it, the 11 championships and, and all that, Ben, but here's the only issue. There were only, I don't know, eight teams uh, like, yeah. like, like, or ten teams at max, uh, and the problem was during that era of sports, Ben, let me tell you the four teams that used to win every time because there was no free agency, and when you had a good team, you were good, right? So the Celtics won all the championships. The Green Bay Packers won. The Yankees won every year, right? They went to the World yeah. Series eight out of ten times in the 50s. And the Montreal Canadiens won because they only had six teams. So it's hard to be able to really judge that era. Am I right or wrong? No, yeah, and I I look at the – I remember I was on the radio the day Wilt Chamberlain passed away years ago, and I looked at – I remember seeing Wilt when I first started in the business, and he would go to the Laker games occasionally, and I I looked at the numbers Wilt Chamberlain put up, and my my eyeballs popped out of my head. You look at the stats. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They they didn't – the competition was not there in the NBA. I I know from talking to some some old-time guys in the NBA – and this is amazing to me, but the, the great Tommy Hawkins, who passed away years ago, he played for the Lakers when they moved from Minneapolis. And the Lakers were so unpopular in L.A. And basketball was like a new sport in L.A. that the Laker players, the day of games, Tommy told me the story, they'd go out in a flatbed truck and a megaphone, like a bullhorn, around Los Angeles and say, hey, we got a game tonight. It's the Lakers. Come watch us play at the sports arena. That's it's mind-boggling considering where it's at now, but that's how it was back in in those days when the, the Lakers first moved to L.A. That nobody and that's yeah, maybe that's just L.A., but apparently that's how the NBA was. Nobody was going to watch the games. No doubt about so. it. I think I heard too that you would put two tickets on your windshield, go into a store bed, and when you came out, there before there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, bum. Hey, as far as that caller though, he brings up a great point. The guy in Miami because. This is a wonderful mind hack that LeBron has figured out over the years. And I give him credit because I think we both agree that he is hands-on behind the scenes. Oh, and who, there's no who doubt about it. With. But then he has plausible deniability because if it goes bad, he's like, oh, there were rumors, uh, there were reports a couple weeks ago that he's upset with Rob Palinka. Right. Rob Palinka is actually picking the players for the Lakers. Come on. I no. don't. And just well, like in, in Miami, I don't think you know, LeBron was hands-on. So, but yet LeBron always, when things go bad, he blames other people. He no passes doubt. the let's, buck. 
Let's squeeze in another one. Fats in Philly. You're on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Fats? It is so good to hear you during the day, my friend. Shazam! And all this talk about LeBron is making me sick. <laughs> making me, the NBA is a joke. O-K-E. It's not the way when Doc played back in the day with Billy Cunningham, even Iverson. It's a joke now. Joel Embiid is as soft as Philadelphia cream cheese. Mm. Well, you do, and you love actually. If you cut fats off, but fats one of my guys, Rob. He will bleed cream cheese and cheesesteak. Now, let me ask you and, this: When you yes. have the nickname Fats, is he coming in at four bills or not? What, what oh, let me tell you, this fats? guy. We we've seen all the Fats on the overnight show. Those that listen to the to the Maller show, because my guy Fats, uh, he found the show a couple years ago, and he was uh, so out of his mind during the NFL draft. Uh, should I say out of my? I was so liquored up. Right. He lit himself on fire, Rob, and screamed uh, my name to celebrate <laughs> the draft. And he, of course, videoed it for posterity's sake. It's on the internet there. And then uh, he did some other things I don't think we're allowed to talk about during daytime radio. But uh, he is a hardcore. When you think of the trope of the Philadelphia sports fan, that's Fats. Like, that's that's him. Like the, he sounds uh, like it, but... It, yeah. it, can you give me a weight estimate? I just when you get the nickname Fats. Oh, uh, he's he's uh, he's got to be at least he's over three bills. Uh, okay. I would say I don't know how tall he is, so it's hard to judge the because of the height. But he's he's uh, he's not missed any meals. He's enjoying okay. himself. You know, he's I like I was back in the day. I I didn't miss any meals either back in the day. Yeah, but you look so. great now, man. It's unbelievable. I stopped eating. I starved myself, Rob. That's you what I did. I did one meal a day. One meal a day. That's it. Is that That's all, all you eat for real? Yeah, yeah. I, I went to this uh, this Fugazi internet. Uh, I found it on the internet. My wife actually found it. It's intermediate intermediate fasting. So I did that. And that's actually worked out pretty well. Because I lost a lot of weight. I lost like 200 pounds. And then I gained some of it back. Right. So then I had to lose it again. And uh, since I've been doing this, I've kept most of it You've off. You've kept it off, yeah. yeah. I go up and down. You know, I like to... I like the wings, and I like to have a couple of adult beverages, you know, and you got to be careful. You can't overdo it. But Well, uh, you support the ballet also, and when you go to the ballet, uh, the food at the ballet sometimes can not be the healthiest food <laughs> at the ballet. But you are supporting the arts, Rob, and that's important. Anything I can do to help the society be better, you know that. Yeah, you're looking out for the, the, the little people in society. You're helping them out. You're giving back to the world, which is very very important. So I, I, I tease this. You know, program directors get very upset if you tease something and don't and pay off. And then you don't so, deliver. You got you yeah. to deliver on the tease. Yeah, I don't want to get an angry text or call from my boss. So we mentioned LeBron James. One of the teams he's interested in, and not so interested in him possibly, that would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Did you see this now? Uh, Rob, there's a story bouncing around. Uh, Mark Stein uh, NBA insider guy. Uh, he uh, had the story. A couple other people also reporting similar things that the, the assumption the Cavaliers would be all about bringing LeBron back for a third time to the land. Uh, not the Cleveland! case. Yeah, not uh, so you. much. Uh, now, I, I, I agree. I, I get it. I they got a nice yeah. young team going, Ben. Right? They got, a, they got yeah. something. They're building a nice team. No, I would, and if I was on that team, I would not want LeBron to come back because it's going to be all about LeBron. If you're if you're Darius Garland right now, one of these other young guys that's making a name for themselves on the Cavs, and LeBron comes back, it 
you're an afterthought. It's all about LeBron. So I, no, I get I'm that. with you. I think I think that's not what they want. You don't need a third appearance. Uh, the the players and I, I've said this, Ben. When LeBron retires, uh, you know they should put a big statue out in front, right? Mm-hmm. One in one hand he has a basketball, the other hand he has a suitcase, and just leave it at that. And that should be the <laughs> legacy of LeBron James. Well, the pigeons need somewhere. You know, those statues are great for the pigeons. They love uh, to sit on top of the statues there. Well, there's a ton. In L.A. here, there's a ton of statues down outside uh, the crypto arena there. It's like a mausoleum around that place with all the statues. It's uh, craziness, craziness. All right. Uh, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Ben Maller and Rob Parker as we continue on and you know it's not continuing on? Baseball. Stop ha- it, Ben. What are you no talking baseball. about? baseball. Well, uh, has there been progress made, the latest developments? And I was told by somebody years ago, you're never supposed to talk about collective bargaining agreements, but that's what this is all about. They're trying to work out an agreement. Will we see opening day in baseball as scheduled or not? The very latest on that. We'll get to it, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dan Patrick Show, Ben Maller, and the great Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. Interlopers. You can hear me normally overnight. Uh, and I'll be back on the overnight tonight. I was away at a funeral uh, to attend uh, the last couple of days, but I'll be back on the overnight uh, tonight. And, and Rob and the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard, very popular show. I, and uh, here we are. I want to. I never missed the Ben Maller show. I never well, listened to it, so I never miss it. <laughs> There's nothing when you're when you go to bed. Like what I need here, Rob, to, to grow the audience here is I, I need like a big storm so people are awake or something like that to, to yes. wake them up. Or you have uh, your you have your audience. That's all you yeah. need, Ben. Come yeah. on, how many no, years have you been doing overnights? You'd be shocked. How many people are driving trucks and out and about? No, uh, I believe it. And, and people whatnot. are out. I believe it. Yeah. We I do did very a show well. In Detroit from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker and the man with uh, my buddy Mark Wilson, we did. And the show was popular. It was 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. You'd be surprised how many people were up late. Yeah, and there's always people awake. It's a 24-hour world. Right? There's people, a lot of the, the stuff you buy online gets moved to other locations while you're, most people are sleeping. So uh, I want to change gears here. Now, we're both baseball guys. You were a noted baseball scribe, Rob, and you have the coveted Hall of Fame uh. vote. What you the know Holy is my prize possession, Ben. It really is. No, I'm jealous of that. I get to vote for the Wooden Award. That's all I get, and I value that very much. But the Hall of Fame is tremendous, and so uh, we're, we're looking forward to baseball. We, we've hung out at ball games over the years, Rob. We've seen you know, in the last few years, been Dodger games and whatnot, not recently so much because of the COVID and all that. But uh, we were back last year, and so this labor negotiation, you're never supposed to talk too much about this on the radio because people don't like it, but they met for five hours, I was reading on Tuesday and nothing really nothing moved forward here from what I understand and and that the, the union is at loggerheads with the owners the the owners continue to want a mediator a third party mediator to come in and hammer out a deal but we're getting close to the deadline now Rob where it's either hey uh, you got to get a deal or we're going to start chopping games off of the regular season we're not that far away from that point that drop dead date 
And it sounds, if you believe what we're being told here, that they're not going to get, from what I've heard, they're not going to get a deal done. But you're more optimistic than I am, Rob. We have all things on this. You think there will be some progress. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I, I really do. I think that they're meeting every day. Both sides know what's at stake. Ben, this is a different world we live in. And Monday is the deadline in order to start the season on time. The, the, the history is that we've never had a lockout cost us regular season games. Strikes have, but not lockouts, right? So I'm going to stick with history that a lot, with a lockout you'll get a deal done in time, which is Monday. They're meeting every day. It's not like they are leaving the bargaining session and said, we don't know when we'll get back together. It's every day they're putting in time. The owners have conceded with the uh, universal DH. There's some things that have come off the table so that they can move forward. And I do believe that uh, they will get a deal yeah. done by well, they're Monday. Not, they're not going to get it. I've, everything I've heard is that this is going to go in and spill into the middle of March. They can't afford baseball. Can't afford that. They people can afford it. these times. They can. people can't no because people will find other things to do. People will be disgusted. Baseball's never been healthier, Ben. You know that financially. People think of the golden age of baseball in the 50s. When Roger Maris hit his 61st home run, there was uh, 13,000 fans in the stands. That, that could never happen. They're yeah, making money hand thing, over fist they, now. They, the owners, they are convinced that is, they, if, when the games come back, the people will come back. That they're not, they're not going to nah, lose not the if you, audience. Not if you and, delay the season or make people mad at – Billionaires and millionaires not being able to split a pie. It's not like there's no, no, no money. Listen, I, I agree, Rob, I agree. People are going to post nasty things on social media. I'm never watching baseball again. Baseball's been dead. People have been saying baseball's been dying for over 100 years. For 40 years. years. So. No, you're right. That, that, no, for that, 100 that it's a years. Dinosaur. There, right. there were stories. I, I always love when these guys get on the, you know, on the television and radios. Ah, baseball's dying. And there were stories written in, in the early 1900s when baseball was only like 25, 30 years old. Oh, baseball's <laughs> boring. People have moved on. And and there's a core audience of baseball. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but it's a popular sport. So people, the owners are. I from what I've been told, they they they're not worried. The the big date is as you as we know the regular season because then the television contracts. You have to look at the language in the contracts and how. No, you start losing they have to money. Pay back money. Yeah. Yes. And and that's that becomes problematic. But just because something hasn't happened, as I know we talk regarding stats, right? Just because you know, it was actually Dick Stockton of all people. I had Dick on the on the on the radio on the weekends. So we had mm-hmm. Dick Stockton on, and uh, he was he was promoting a game he was doing on Fox, and it was a terrible game. And I remember I was like, "Who's going to watch this?" And uh, he he gave me one of the great lines that I stole, Dick Stockton. He said, "Stats tell you what has happened, not what's going to happen." So you never really know. You never really know just because something hasn't happened as far as missing regular season games. I hope there's a deal done today. I'd love to see that and, and have spring training and then have the season start on time. But they're, they're meeting, but it's like four people at the negotiating table. These are not in-depth meetings that are taking place right now that are I, actually going to get a deal done. Yeah, I, I think that they will. They'll work through the weekend and Monday I believe there'll be a deal, just like we didn't think in 2020. You remember during the pandemic, it didn't look like they were going to get a season together, you remember? And then they were able to hammer out a 60-game uh, season and whatnot. Uh, there's a lot at stake uh, for the game, and you got to be careful. People, this is, people during these times aren't 
going to sit around and just be like, oh, okay, whatever. And the other thing too, Ben, I think that we we a little bit uh, got comfortable is that we had a 28-year labor piece with baseball and 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 uh, the players, right? 28 years, you know, Ben, yeah, when, yeah, when we were no, growing up, there were strikes and lockouts all the time, right? Every baseball, couple of years. Every yeah. couple of years, there was an issue with baseball because the union is stronger than in the NBA and the NFL. With the NFL, the guys just roll over, right? And the owners just take advantage of them every time and win the, the negotiation uh, uh, play. But in baseball, we had 28 years of labor peace so this feels a little weird to be going through this again, but this is more normal with baseball and both sides are trying to save face and nobody wants to give in. The union has worked real hard for a long time, Ben. They got lifetime health care. You know, they got the, 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 the greatest benefits of any union in this country. Is the no, they're set up. I mean, the baseball players are set up. I did like that they're talking about putting a draft lottery in because uh, baseball, there's like half the teams every year Try not to win. That's one of the big problems in baseball. Right. You put a lottery that is in one there. One of the thing. Yep. Yeah, that's that's something because teams like the Orioles in recent years, and there's a couple other teams that have just not even tried to field a competitive team. And what's the point? I don't get it. You're 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 not even trying to win, and then you get rid of some of those teams. That'll help things out from top to bottom. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm not really I'm not worried about the arbitration and all that, the Super 2. I don't get a lot of that stuff, Rob. I'm not into the minutia of it. Just I want to see games. I'd like to see teams actually try to win. That would be a nice development there. But uh, no one is going poor that is playing Major League Baseball. I think we can say that. Safe to say that they're all very wealthy. <laughs> 